My name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. I'm Jenna. I am a cleric elf, and my name is Lix Balzator. And my name is Rico. I am the Dungeon Master for Season 3 of the campaign. You guys are in the jail cell. You just saved the daughter and the mother. Nailed it. You are amidst five corpses of five rogues that you guys could have quite spectacularly. You heard the vault door click twice as you guys turn to look at Bianca, who is getting ready to infiltrate the vault. Time seems to slow down to an incredible crawl. Like the little girl that was hanging on to Neith's leg, her cries become slow and muffled. Your guys' head turns become slow and jittered. The mother who was hanging on to, what's her name? Lux. Forgot her name for a second. (laughs) Cries and whimpers and praise also become slowed down to almost a crawl. Uh, You guys have all seen The Matrix, right? You know when Neo goes Mm -hmm. in the bullet time? Yep. You guys are currently experiencing something like that. Um, Bianca, she turns to look at you guys, and as she turns to look at you guys, it is incredibly slowed. It's already dark inside the money changer, so it doesn't get any darker. But you guys begin to feel yourselves pulled down by an intense well of gravity yep like that the money changer the cell that you guys are in slowly begins to dissolve as you guys um, are slowly what appears to be falling being pulled through the floor as you guys are pulled through the floor the money changer around you disappears It becomes uh, pitch black that those with dark vision cannot see, except there appears to be twinkling of stars all around you guys. It is quickly becoming difficult to breathe, like you feel a pressure on your chest or on your body. I'm going to need you guys to roll for me. Uh, You're going to have to roll for Electo as well. I'm going to need you guys to all roll a constitution save, please. Oh, I rolled a one. <clears throat> oh, that's not good. Oof, I rolled a 15 I, for I rolled, me. I rolled a seven. Uh, bountiful luck. Oh, there you go. Yeah, roll again, Neith. You get to re-roll oh, your one. Yeah. Yeah, bountiful luck. 
It can only be used on a critical fail. So 15 for me and 7 for um, Electo. Electo. 7 for Joey. 13. So Electo and Jelsira go to exhale deeply. And as you exhale, you see twinkling or escaping from your mouth bubbles of oxygen. And when you see these bubbles of oxygen, you realize you cannot catch your breath again. Oops. And when the bullet time snaps, you guys realize you are all submerged headfirst underwater. Oh, no. Oof. I swim to the surface. Yeah. I'm going to need um, an insight roll from Jelsira and Electo. You don't. Oh, yeah. For Electo. Thir- oh, Neath, too. <clears throat> Sorry. Thirteen. Thirteen? Mm-hmm. You realize underwater bubbles go up, so it would probably be best for you to start swimming upward following your exhalation of air bubbles. Okay. Uh, Ari think- already had the right idea. Twenty-one for Electo. She also realizes, oh shit, I should probably swim up out of this <laughs> water before I drowned. Uh, I turn into a dolphin. Sweet. You successfully turn into a dolphin. You can breathe just fine now. Uh, What? I... She turned into a dolphin. But dolphins don't breathe underwater. Dolphins can hold their breath underwater. Uh, okay. Well, you For said you could breathe just fine. Years I was or like, more. <laughs> well, she had a lung full of oxygen prior to turning into a dolphin, so she would still have it. Yeah. Fair. So okay. So as Deborah pointed out, you cannot breathe, <laughs> but you are no longer drowning. <laughs> I rolled a twenty. Oh, you realize that bubbles float up, so you should probably swim up so you don't drown. And the pressure you guys all felt, you now realize, is the pressure from being underwater. At least a league or two. All right, I attempt to swim in the direction of the bubbles. Do you have arms and legs? I do. Congratulations, you can successfully <laughs> swim. <laughs> I'm not going to make you guys roll to swim. Okay. I no, 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 remember, that's my, my thing with my character, though. I can't swim. Oh, that's right. I did well, not remember that. No. Okay. So uh, yeah. you need to make an athletic. <laughs> you need to make an athletic. Curse, roll, cursing in your need. I know. <laughs> Are you actually making sound underwater? Are you making that sound? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Then you're going to need. Did you? What'd you roll on athletics? Hold on. I rolled a 19 plus 20. <laughs> Hold on. 39. Roll a 19 on the dice. 27. Okay. Nice. So you can flail to get yourself above water, but I'm going to need to make you a con save as you're making all this noise. You're likely going to intake water. We're going to see how much. Nine. You are quickly running out of your held breath. If you don't get above water soon, you will likely begin to drown and start taking drown or drowning damage as water rushes into your mouth and lungs from you flailing and being... So Making I'm flailing, sounds. but I'm flailing in the right direction. Yeah, you're flailing in the correct direction. <laughs> Can I taste whether it's salt water or fresh water? It's fresh water. Mm, delicious. Uh, do I see Neath struggling? Yes. You have not lost your low light vision being a dolphin. I'd like to go help Neath. All right. You can. You don't have to roll for it. You're a dolphin. You can okay. swim easily through the water. That's what I do. Okay. And you're going to do what with her? I'm going to offer to let her grab onto me so we can swim back up to the surface. Okay. So there's a dolphin <laughs> swimming around you. Do I recognize it as Jill Sarah? <laughs> I'm, um, shoot. She's got a jelly mask on. <laughs> I make, I'm just kind of like. Do you like, like markings on your face or anything? Uh, Tattoo that says jelly. 
<laughs> I am Josiah. She has Fire. like three studded spikes on her side fins. <laughs> and I'm also, I'm kind of like bobbing my like head up and down. Oh, the like spikes little... on her right. flippers look like the, the metal studded spikes on her, what's normally her armor. All right. I'm just going to reach out, try to grab onto her. Sweet. So everybody makes it up above water. As you swim up, um, you can see there's an incline. So it looks like you could swim up towards what would be the shore of the lake. Um, if you would so like, or you can just bob there and tread water. <laughs> let's just tread water. Yeah, let's just hang out for a minute. <laughs> Ari, make an insight roll. Ouch, six. That sucks. Yeah. All right. So um, wasn't great. Yeah, you're treading water in this lake. Uh, you can look around your surroundings. You'll see you're actually inside of a cave or a mountain of some such. Um, beyond the water is uh, just stone. All right. Well, I'll swim over to wherever the stone is. Uh, the yeah, slope. Yes. Yeah. Try to get up. Walk out. All right. Um, Electa does the same thing. She swims towards the shore to walk up out of the water. Now, is are we in a cave? Is there a roof? Yes. Yes. It is very high. It's a very tall cave. There is room to stand up in it. Okay. So I'm standing, but I was I was thinking maybe I should fly up and see if there's any tunnels or passageways or any way out. Oh yeah, you can if you would like. Uh. There's no way out in front of you. Um, there is one hallway with one set of doors that are wooden that are fortified with steel. And are those on like the main level? Yeah, those are ground level. Okay. All right. I also swim to shore with, with Neith. Neith. Yeah. Is Neith riding you? Uh, I'm desperately just holding on to her. <laughs> it's really pathetic. <laughs> Super pathetic right now. So as you, one, two, three, four, make it to the shore you hear a loud echoing of what sounds like steel on wood, and you hear a loud grunting down the hall towards the doors. I wild shape, I unwild shape back into Josira. Sweet. Let's go check out that grunting and door breaking. Um, I checked to make sure I saw like all my weapons and my stuff. Oh yeah, it's all there. You guys, yes. Everything that was on your person is still on your person. Where the hell are we? You're a lot nicer than me. How did we get here? Is this your I'm doing, no, Jelly? No, I have and no then idea. You hear a loud some roar sort of at the door Mm-mm. of someone screaming, God damn it, Hades, let me out of this room. And then you hear another loud clang. The voice is very familiar. It is a loud, boisterous, growl, gravelly voice. Is it Martel? It's Martel. <laughs> does that sound like Martel to you guys? That does. So let's go try to help him out. Where's he at? By the door? Yeah, he's by. The, he's beating on the door oh, to try. Is he on the other side? No, he's his back is to you guys. Oh, so okay. It's, he also may have come from this lake, and he's beating on the door. Hey, Martel. Make another insight roll for me really Sounds quick. Sounds like he's having a bad day. Oh, that's way better. Uh, 22. This cave is super hella familiar. You remember you were escorted here by some dragonborn some time ago where they tried to sacrifice Pan to regain the relics. Oh. Oh, this is way back. Martel. And then Martel stops banging on the door and he turns around and he sees you and he says, ah, brother, how did you get here? I don't know. I was in that water all of a sudden and we swam up and here you are banging on a door. And then he 
kicks backwards at the door. Just one more futile attempt to try and kick the door open. There's a loud clang and thud as this big dragonborn plate mailed boot beats against the door. I also came through that fucking puddle. And I've been stuck in this room for damn near 15 minutes. I've Wow, it's been that long for you, huh? Yeah. I, At least I have no idea. I don't know what time it is. I can't see what it is outside. Right. All I know is I'm stuck in this goddamn cave, I've, and I want out. I've been here before. Do you know the way out? I don't know the way out uh, currently. I imagine we got to get through this door. It seems to be the only way out of this It is. It's hell the hole. Uh, but there were the... There were a couple of dragonborn here that were up to no good, and were trying to sacrifice my my friend Pan to get to get to get a relic. Ugh. They tried to sacrifice Pan. Yeah, they're not two good. dragonborn. Yeah, they weren't good guys. I've been after them for quite some time. Do you <laughs> yeah. mean we're in the, we're in their their fortifications? We yeah, probably very likely. They oh. I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember they teleported me here. Maybe to this room to, to where we were going to kill Pan or something. I don't know. They were going to sac. It was weird. Rico was telling Matt they were going to sacrifice Pan to bring the three relics to them. Yeah, it seemed like a really good plan at the time because our mission was to get those relics. So I thought maybe we could sacrifice Pan and get the relics and be done with our quest and then maybe somehow bring Pan back. But I ended up not letting them kill Pan. <laughs> You made a wise decision. And he walks over to you and he opens up his arms for uh, another embrace. Oh, yeah, we get it on. All right, he gives you a big old <laughs> dragonborn hug. Make a perception check really quick. Just Ari. The two of you can see that Electo looks a little bit jealous that Ari is giving a big-ass hug to this other dragonborn. 11. You don't notice her eyes burning a hole in the back of your skull. <laughs> but you ladies can see that this is a look of a jealous lover who wonders why this fucking guy that they just met gets more hugs than she does. <laughs> and she crosses her arms and she starts tapping her foot. She's in full fury form. By the way, she's not in farm girl form. So her arms are across her chest and she's um, stamping her foot and she looks at you two and she's like, can you believe this bullshit? <laughs> you hear her say that. I'm just like, I just kind of shrug. I'm like, I don't know. I, I release the embrace and, and look, look Before back. you do, Martel winks at her with a sly little smile. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he lets go of the embrace. <laughs> What's the matter? How come he gets more hugs than I do? Do you want some hugs? Absolutely. We almost dr- I almost drowned. Oh, well, come here. All right. And she goes into your arms. I- and she hug, gives a yeah. big hug back. She gives a hug as strong as Martel's hug was because she's a fury. Does she have whatnot. like the snake hair? She got the snake hair and everything. Okay, I caress her snake hair. Oh, nice. Nice. The they hiss a little bit. Little pets. Yeah, they, they hiss a little bit and a couple of them coil around your hands and your fingers and you feel little snake kisses on your hand. Nice. And then uh, she smiles. Um, Martel sees her smile and her eyes close for a second in a lover's embrace and she's not nearly as pissed as she was. Nice. Seems like that's all she wanted. So Martel, yeah, noted exactly. Yeah, you, lots yeah. of hugs for Electo. Yeah, you got to give right your girl up. attention. So uh, Martel turns back around towards the door, and he takes his cudgel. Uh, it's a very nice looking cudgel. It appears that the handle is made out of like black knotted gnarled wood, with a large black steel. You guys remember Lux's armor, right? With yes. the, that maglite steel. So the head of the cudgel looks like it's made with that maglite steel. It 
for those that can see it, if there would be light, it would be glimmering, but it's completely dark in here. You are, it is getting a little more difficult for you to see as the potion of seeing is beginning to wane. So it's getting a little bit darker pretty steadily for you. And then. Do I have another one of those potions? Yeah, there are two more. Cool. You want to use one? Yes. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> so you can see the cudgel now, and it is surrounded <laughs> on the head of the cudgel. There are wicked, gnarly-looking spikes that kind of look like your um, your arrowheads. They've got the point and then two sides on each one. It looks like it's a pretty serious cudgel, and it is massive. Um, it, it fits in Martel's hand really nicely. It extends, like the shaft extends out of the bottom, and it's really long. Like, this is... For a normal person, this would be a two-handed weapon. For Martel, this is a one-handed weapon. Is and it... he is beating them okay. on this door. Um, but there don't appear to be any marks on this door. It doesn't look like he's making any leeway. You say it's a wooden door? Wooden door reinforced with steel. It's got like a steel outline with bands of steel going across. It looks like he's just trying to beat his way out of the wooden hey, portion Ari. of the door. And that's not working? Ari. No. Goddamn. Did you say some dragonborn live here? Yeah. How would a dragonborn open a door? Or how would a dragonborn like open a door? By beating the hell out of it, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, that's generally how we do it. We just... I, I, mean, I remember how I had the, the doors locked. It's gonna be the exact same way. Damn. Okay, I know, but Neat doesn't know. We, were, we just beat it. Okay, so uh, I wanna examine the door in between. How do those doors open? Swings of the cudgel. What? How do those doors open? I've forgotten. Oh. Deborah can just tell Rico. Okay. Uh, fire breath. Okay. Like you breathe fire on it. That's what I figured. It. Oh, I yeah. was going to. Okay. That's what I figured. So, yeah, he's just beating on this door and he's not getting fucking anywhere with it. Okay. I want to inspect the door to see if there's some sort of like clue or writing or keyhole or. There is no keyhole. There are handles, but there is no key. There were no keyholes on those right. doors. Right. Yeah. There's no keyholes on it. There are handles. Make. What's your passive perception? 14. Make a perception roll, please. I'll have to write that down. I'll have to write, Fuck all, yeah. of, I'll have to write all of your guys. 21. You see that there looks like there may be singes along the metal or the wood. It doesn't look like it's been burnt down, but it definitely looks like that it has been burnt in the past. You recognize what singed metal and wood looks like. Oh, sweet. Hey, look, There's the, there seems to be some, some burn marks <laughs> here on this here door. Oh. Then Electo goes to look closely at it. Oh, so there are. Martel, stand back. And he says, yeah, gladly. Uh, Martel, being a silver dragon, can't blow fire. He blows cold. His, 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 breath, his frost breath. Sexy. Yeah. Um, so he's, he steps back, and she pulls out her whip, and it cracks and hisses with, um, you know, that bluish glowing hellfire. And she whips, whips it around her head a couple times and lashes at the door. And as it lashes the door, you do not hear the sound of the crack of, uh, you know, the whip breaking the sound barrier. But you do see the fire get a absorbed by the door. Like she hit the door on the wood and the metal and the fire actively leapt off of her whip into the door. And then um, the bands of metal begin to glow, and then there are runes that light up uh, the blue fire that um, they uh, you would know, speaking Dragonborn as would Martel. Uh, they are the Dragonborn language for fire. 
So as the runes light up, then you guys hear click, click. Sounds like the door is unlocking. And then um, Electo puts her whip away. And she turns the handle and the door opens inward. It appears like it's no longer mystically locked. Sweet. Let's let's beat it. Let's cheese it. Uh, Martel pulls out a shield and turns to look back at everybody. And he says, uh, these two dragonborn specifically are a warlock and a sorcerer. It would not be above them to have undead servants, ghouls, skeletons, um, pitfalls, magic traps, things of that nature. It would be best if we take heed and slowly make our way through wherever the hell this is. Memorizing the cave, you know you're back in the Akmonian wood because that's where the cave was. So you know exactly where you guys are. And Electo also knows exactly where you guys are because Kronos isn't far from here. Nice. Because uh, that's where it was, right? It was in the Akmonian Wood, the cave when we like went on our right side right outside quest. it, yeah. Yeah, it's right outside, yeah. So you you know exactly where you're at. Electo does too. She is super familiar with this cave, just not this deep inside of it. So Martel um, grabs his shield and readies it, and he's carrying his big-ass cudgel on his shoulder. Um, to you, it looks like a big four-handed maul. Um, it would take two hands for Lux to carry it. Lux, surprisingly, is not with you guys. Hmm. I hope she's okay. She disappears from time to time. You remember. <laughs> I turn around to like look over the lake just to make sure like I don't see somebody like, struggling or something? Nope. Uh, the water is completely still. Um, looking into the water, since you're looking back out, it does look like there are twinkling starlights in the water. Like that is hmm. this is possibly a portal because, you know, if you would have sacrificed Pan, it would have brought the relics to you. So, yeah, it looks like this is some magically infused um, portal or lake that the sorcerer and this warlock use quite often, maybe for transportation, for summoning, etc., etc. Yeah, this is creepy. Let's get out of here. Okay, yeah, I don't like this place. March down the hallway. All right, Martel is going to go first. Looking all uh, around for fine more with doors. Me. <laughs> and stuff. There are doors that line the hallway, the left and the right. Actually, you see one of the doors where Pan was stuck in. Um, you're pretty familiar with that door. Make an insight roll. 15. You also remember that there were names of towns or cities scrawled uh, inside the room on one of the walls. Neat. Can we go try to check it out? Yeah, you can if you would like. The door's still open from when you got pan out. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to b- bugger in there and look at the names of cities and stuff. Sweet. Uh, you find them. And give me just a second. I got to get Pan's character sheet because they're written on the back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you see at least five names of cities on the on this wall. You see Pelican. You see Casonas. Um, Pelican Town is super familiar with you. You guys know Pelican Town really well. Uh, Casonas is also familiar. You guys have been there before. There are three that you do not know. There's Amorolonia. There is Therium. And then there is one, uh, Sclavari. That was the names of them all, if I remember correctly. Sclavari. Yeah. That name sounds familiar. Sexy. Okay. I am. Um, check for loot. I loot the room. There's nothing in the room. Okay, I leave the room. Okay. I go into another room. Okay, Um, you can go into the other room. Inside the room is a skeleton. 
who looks like they've been bound or chained to the wall. Um, they're hanging. There's just loose chains. It looks like this was somebody that was going to be used for a sacrifice, and they may have just forgotten. And the person <laughs> they tend to do that. The person yeah. may have slowly died um, from uh, starvation and hunger, and they are just the, it's just their skeleton there. I mean, that was was going to happen to Electo. I want to try to mm-hmm. get him off the wall. The skeleton? Yeah. Um, they're the 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 cuffs are locked. Um. But yeah, you can you can probably slide the the bones and the rid like the hand bone will fall off. Yeah, the ten. Ari, what are you snap. doing? I'm gonna put the skeleton down on the floor, like you know, in lieu of a proper burial. It shouldn't just be hanging here. You're touching skeletons. You hear Martel yell through the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. I just told you they're a necromancer and a warlock. Okay, all right. Decent well, sorcerer. Stop. Same dev. Yeah, potato, tomato. <laughs> All right, I'll leave that room. Um, lock the door behind me. There's, you can't lock the door behind you. There's Watch no keyhole. Okay, well, then I create one. <laughs> Just create a you keyhole? Cast, cast create keyhole. I get my knife out and start fashioning a lock. <laughs> Ari, make a deck save. <sighs> Doug, I am at 21 for a deck save. So... As you would let the skeleton fall to the floor and you turned your back, you get an inkling, like a spider sense, like you're all of a sudden not alone in the room, and you feel a presence, and you see out of the corner of your eye as the skeleton that was hanging up along the wall lunges out at you with uh, demonic fire coming out of its eyes and its mouth uh kind of like uh are you, are you guys familiar with um ghost rider yep. how his head mm-hmm. looks like it's yeah. on fire that's what this skeleton's head uh, looks like and oh, it no. is wailing a horrible evil banshee wail ah i want to punch it in the face and as it lunged at you you made your deck save so it goes right past you out the hall and hits the wall and collapses into a pile and then begins to stand up as the bones begin to reconfigure themselves and the skeleton is continuing to wail this horrible banshee wail it's now echoing through the hallway and as it does so there are bangs and thuds coming through or coming behind doors of these other walls and uh let's go ahead and roll initiative <clears throat> oh damn! I am gonna need my notebook. Six, nineteen. Electo got a nineteen. I got a ten. Ari gets a ten. You said ten yeah. for you? Yeah. I triggered. I triggered the thing. Now we are all gonna die. We'll just, we'll get XP. Neith, you said nineteen. Yes. Martel got a uh, eighteen. What Electo get? Nineteen. <laughs> What'd you get, Jelly? Oh, Jelly got six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good job. So it'll be dead by the time it's my turn. It's just a janky-ass skeleton. Right. I'm sure Martel can just... It's level 50, I mean, if whatever. One of, if one of you guys... Please, you go first. Mount, then. Um, oh. No, you'll you'll beat Electo in Dex. In Dex. Go ahead. Yeah. I hope so, anyway. I don't know. What's Electo's Dex modifier? Five. What's your Dex modifier? Four. Oh, all right. Electo's going to go first. Damn. Electo's going to hold. Do have they noticed me? The skeleton? Yeah. Yes. Damn. Okay. No, you're in your cloak. It hasn't noticed you. It doesn't ah. know you're there. Undead or stupid. Sweet. 
So do I get to use my sneak attack? Yeah, you can totes use your sneak attack. Sweet. Okay. So um, I want to shoot one of my explosive arrows at it. Okay. And I'm going to aim for like the skull so that the arrow will like hit and explode. Sure. Right. Go ahead. Roll the hit. Okay. Ooh, I rolled a 19. Oh, you hit. Okay. Yeah, because that would have been 22. So that's sweet. Um. Okay. So my sneak attack is a six d as yeah sixty six. Matt, will you write these down for me? Sixty six. Four. <laughs> six. Two. Five. Three. One. That's six, right? Twenty one. My math. Nice job. I yep. suck at math, so. And then what do I get to add anything for the explosive? Yes, you'll add another D6 for the explosive, and then you'll add a uh, D4 for the arrow. So two. 23. And two. So 25 damage. Nice. All right. Ari and Electo need to make deck saves. Ari, Ari gets a... Uh, oh, never mind. Ari's irrelevant. He's resistant to fire, so is Electo. That was stupid. Never 23, mind. 23, and Electo <laughs> gets a 13. All right, yeah, that was dumb. Never mind. You guys are resisting fire. <laughs> so the arrow whizzes right by your head. You hear it go, you hear a whistle. <laughs> and it plunks the skeleton right in between the eyes. And then the skeleton stands there for a second. And then its skull and head be- just explode. It shatters. <laughs> As it shatters, there is a concussive blast that you and Electo um, can feel from the explosive cartridge as shards of bone and shrapnel are now spread throughout the hallway. Martel holds his shield up to let flaming skull pink off of it. And the pile of bones collapses again. The wailing has ceased and the pile of bones begins to shamble again as it begins to reconfigure itself sends the head the fire that was in the head has begins to wisp and convalesce into its ribcage you can see in the center of its ribcage where what would normally be a heart of a person um just this swirling fire um i feel like a cleric would have been real handy right now mm-hmm. yeah from, somebody you can take out undead and then uh yeah it gets back up and oh i never rolled initiative for Did it you ever find lux again oh got a five i don't know give her a hard time for this <laughs> um electo holds and martel is going to hold Oh, he's not going to just, like, smash some bones? No, he appears less than interested in one skeleton when there are others that are banging on the doors. Ah. And it's going to be you, Ari. I mean, I don't know. I'll go, go, punch, the, <clears throat> go punch the skeleton. Yeah, there you go. Punch, punchy, punch, punchy, 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 punchy. 15 to hit? Yeah, you'll hit. Ba-boom! All right, I hit, I hit that motherfucker. With his with fucking nailed it. Eight damage for that one, and okay. then sp- spend a key for flurry of blows. Fuck yeah, twenty one to hit. Yep, that hits. Seven damage. Nat twenty to hit. Yeah, nice. So, so fucking damn it. That's roll damage twice. Twelve damage. So what's that all together? Twelve and nineteen. Seven. 
Did you do seven yeah. the first time plus 12 is 19? Sure. And then uh, extra attack. You can do it. Punchy, punchy, punchy. Uh, 18. To hit, yep. Uh, yeah, 11. Damage. Oh, nice. Perfect. So 30 damage total? Yes. So as you flurry of blows at the skeleton, um, ribs are starting to fly off and chunks of bone are starting to shrapnel into you know the stone walls. Like yeah. They're actually sticking into the doors and the cave walls with the ferocity at which you hit this thing. And with the final flurry, the rib cage explodes just 100% entirely. And then the wisp of fire that was in its chest um, swirls up into the air and then spins around manically and frantically and then just dissolves. And then ash begins to fall onto the ground. And then the arms and the legs collapse and don't appear to be moving anymore. Like, Rest in hurt. pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. And then you hear Martel laugh in the background at your quip. And then he says, this is the first time any of you fought undead? Is it? <laughs> Did we fight undead? I feel like we fought undead. I never brought in undead. I thought. Yes, this is the yes, first time you know I fought Yeah, undead. this might be the first time. Though your shot was on point, bashing damage is what kills undead. If you shoot them with piercing damage or slashing damage, they're just going to get back up. You just need to crumble them to pieces. I would have helped, Ooh. but I wanted to see what you guys would do first. <laughs> I'm not good at that. Punchy, punchy. That's what I do. I'm a very finesse kind of person. Well, you know. And the Electo says, yeah, that's why I didn't do anything. All I have is my whip. It's slashing damage. I would have been not effective at all I against do a lot of thing. piercing damage, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's kill all the other undead. Um, they are banging on the doors. They aren't able to open the doors, oh, well, can but we, they wanna... are screaming and wailing as they are banging furiously and fruitlessly on the other doors. Are there windows or no windows in the doors? No, there's no windows. In oh, the okay. Doors. So I can't really taunt them. <laughs> so you guys could probably imagine that, I mean, there's three doors left on the left side and four doors left on the right side. All seven of the doors do have banging and banshee howling coming through them you can imagine there were probably a number of sacrifices that just didn't get sacrificed that likely died horribly from starvation and dehydration and eventually just wasted away um and reanimated by the necromancer dragonborn is there a door at the end of the hallway there is another door at the end of the hallway exit that's not being pounded on with banshee whales yeah sweet I, I think we should go down to that door that's not seemingly got undead behind Whatever it. gets us out of here, that's where I want to go. I don't, this place. Well, since we're here, I mean, we probably should kill these dragonborn assholes. Oh, I fully intend to, says Martel. And then we I'm leave. going to kill them so fucking hard. Or probably we may have to go back down to the portal and jump back in it to get back where we were. I don't know. We'll take it one step at a time. first. And then Martel says, before we go... Electo, I need you to open all of those doors. And she's like, why? Well, these are souls for Hades. I can't just leave them here. Wouldn't be a very good paladin if I didn't send them where they were supposed to be. That's and fair. Electo looks at you three and she's like, should, should we open these doors? Martel's like, yes! It's going to be perfectly fine, I promise. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to punch some more stuff. I am. Um, start making my way towards the door that looks like an exit. Behind Martel? Yes. <laughs> I do the same. I do. I do the same thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm ready. I'm ready to punch some punch some skeletons. 
Oh, rock on. I'm game. All right. So Alexa's like, so won't we just open all these doors? My rapier will just go through some rib cages. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> should, should we do them one at a time or should we just party? No, all at once. All right, let's do this. I, I I can do all of them at once. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine too. I'll watch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then he says to Electo, uh, if, if you don't mind, please. And then he winks at her again. <laughs> and then she rolls her eyes and she pulls out her whip and um, she's down where you are, at the opposite end of the hallway of Martel, Neith, and Jelsira. And she lashes out her whip, and as she lashes out her whip, it splits into like a cat of nine tails, um, with just different adjacent wisp of fire, nice. uh, lashes of fire, and singes across all of the doors. Um, all of the doors swing open um, quite furiously as seven more undead wailing howling skeletons all jump out of their rooms and hit the opposite walls and then collapse into piles um they get up and then martel yells at you and electo to duck for cover and then he holds out a holy symbol it looks like uh, a lot like nice holy symbol to hades and as he holds out his holy symbol, he begins. Lux's nice? holy symbol. You mean Lux's holy symbol? Yeah, thing? sorry, Lux's holy symbol to Hades. Oh, my apologies. Jelly's holy symbol to Hades. <laughs> my no, apologies. Sincerely sorry. And as he holds out his holy symbol, he begins to pray. And as he begins to pray, there is um, the purple black aura that seems to ignite around his head. It's like a halo that's not above his head, but behind his head of the Hades fire that you guys have seen um, Lux fuck around with. And then he's going to cast uh, Destructive Wave. Yeah. Each creature that he has chosen within 30 feet of himself is going to be all of the seven skeletons. They're not going to pass a con save because they are undead. They're going to take 10d6 damage as a concussive force emanates from his holy symbol. Um, you guys hear the wails of a thousand souls of the undead emanate from his holy symbol as his his uh, vertical halo of fire grows and flares and there appears to be a thousand souls of the undead escape from his holy symbol and blast into the seven other skeletons that are immediately obliterated. Um, you see skulls and ribs and femurs and legs blow by you and Electo. Um, you don't, you and Electo don't feel any concussive force from his destructive wave, but, um, they all slam against the walls around you guys and the doors behind you guys, and then their fiery wisp all um, dissipate, much like the first one. And then there are blue, glowy, floating orbs that f um, go towards Martel's holy symbol, uh, much like you saw Lux do with the souls of the rogues that you all killed. Nice. And then the scream of the thousand souls um much like a reverse doppler effect gets quieter and quieter and quieter and then ends as all of the souls are then sucked into his holy symbol and he puts his flips his holy symbol like a coin and it spins in the air and whistles a little bit and then he catches it and he puts it you know in a little pouch pocket 
And then he says, all right, I think we're done here. Nice. Well done. I take out my ambrosia and take a swig. Sweet. You get your key back. Nice. I offer some to Electo. I don't know if she needs it or not. She doesn't, but she's not going to say no to Sam Ambrosia. All right. I'll grab. Then I give her another hug. Oh, she gives you a hug and a kiss on your neck. Mm. Oh, and then she's like, oh, <laughs> a small little sigh of happiness. <laughs> and then uh, Martel says, well, shall we? Yeah. Do right. this thing. Light this candle. So you two are now behind Martel as he turns around. You are in front of Martel. Um, there is a door. What, what appears to be one last door that is closed. And Martel says, yeah, I'm not even going to fuck with that door. I'm not even going to touch it. I, there's no way for me to get that open. Is it, Electo, you're up. I is think. it locked? I try to open the door. It is unlocked and it opens. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Doesn't appear to be the case. Well done. Well done. I didn't know you were part dragonborn. Martel saying to you. Oh. I did not know you could command fire or were part dragonborn. There's many things you don't know about me. <laughs> that appears to be the case. <laughs> and then Electo shakes her head and she chuckles just quietly because she knows that the door was, I mean, the way the door opened, it was probably unlocked and this one is not magically sealed. It's probably just a regular door, but she's not going to say anything. She's just going to laugh and she's going to wink and nod knowingly at Neith like, yeah, good job beating that barrier of turning the handle. <laughs> And then she's like, this fucking guy. She points at Martel. She mouths it to you. She's like, this fucking guy. And it's kind of nod knowing like. Yeah. And uh, so um, Martel's just going to stand behind you two because you two are in front of him. He's not going to like push you out of the way to get past you. But uh, the door's going to open into another big, huge antechamber. This was the room that um, had like the star map on it. Or was that? Oh, that was Lux's game. Yeah. Never Star mind. Star Child. Um, so I, it's just going to open to a large round. I mean, they could have. Uh, this is where the, the dining room is. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is where the, you know that this room is where the dining room is. Um, this was the first room you saw when they brought you into the cave. Ah, so yes. you know the entrance is just down the hall a little bit and out. There's a kitchen, right? Yeah, there's a kitchen and dining room there. Yep. Raid the kitchen. And uh, Martel is going to walk around and start looking for clues because he's been trailing and chasing these two he wants to find them so he wants to find any information about where they could be where they have been where they are going so he's going to be looking for ledgers books if only somebody had known some names of towns or something that they'd saw on a wall or whatever um so yeah he's gonna he's gonna walk around and look for clues what are you looking for martel i'm looking for you know, books, ledgers, uh, maps, something that would have told me where they have been, where they're going. I've been trailing these fucks for, God, a few years at least, and I've never been able to find them. This is the first time I've been here. They leave almost no traces of their passing. There was there was a, like a map thing in, in the room uh, Pan was imprisoned in. There were some names of towns. I don't know if that's helpful or not. I don't oh, know if that, that was like places they were going or they just like liked those names of towns. Yeah, that would be very useful. Well, I could tell you the names of those towns. Sure. You yeah, remember. that'd be great. You just remember them. I mean, it saved me a walk all the way back there to go read it myself. There's a Pelican Town, which I've been to. It's nice. I uh, hear it's a shithole. You know, <laughs> it is, but it's it's got its own charm. Uh, they have good food there. Casonas. Okay. Amorli, Am- Amorlonia. Arm. Amorlonia? Amorlonia? That's probably how you say it. That's the capital 
in the Enyo territory, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the capital of Enyo. That's the Enyo capital. Yeah. Okay. Oh. They're goofballs. They got all kinds of goofy shit. Uh, there's also Therium and uh, Sklovari. Huh. That was it. That was Those were the names of the towns that I were there. I never thought to go across the border to the Enyo territory. That makes sense. It'd be a good way to stay out of my reach, just travel across the borders. We're going to have to go there. Do you guys want to go there? Yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah, it sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Um, and Electo says, yeah, I kind of want to go there. Yeah. It's a fun little vacation. Do they have No, this there? is not a vacation. I, I imagine it's a capital city. Oh, I imagine. Well, in that case, count, count Ongelian. I'm going to raid the kitchen in this place, see what they've got, if there's any not rotten food. There is not rotten food. <laughs> there is, however, fresh body parts, arms, torsos, hearts. fuck is wrong with these fools? They're necromancer and a warlock. They're all about Gross. divination through entrails and summoning undead. This is kind of what they do. Gross. Hmm. This Gross. place is this place is this place is lurid. Ari, make a perception roll. Your passive's not gonna cut it. Neither is that. That was a two. Mm. So five <laughs> total, yeah. You are lucky though, right? I am. And you did just have some ambrosia. You can just blow through luck over and over oh, and over yeah, again. I suppose you're right. Fifteen. You hear with your trained ears as you're looking in this room of corpses and flesh, you hear what sounds like gnawing and chewing, messily and sloppily, and you can see some movement inside one of the torsos. <sighs> like, um, you know what maggots look like squirming under flesh? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you, you see that in one of the torsos, and you hear like little chewing and slurping ah. sounds. Mm. All right, I am... Um... My human ears don't hear that, right? I mean, if I've... <laughs> no. Thank God. Wherever Gods. I found this stuff, I'm going to just leave it there and back away. That's gross. Electra's going to go look. Yeah. You knock yourself out. That's gross. And then she's going to go over to it, and she's going to look, and she's going to look back at you, and she's going to say, you should, come, you should come look at this. All right. I'll go look at it. And inside the torso, eating liver and heart, is a little tiny bronze dragonling that appears to just be eating whatever meats around it. Make an insight roll. 11. <laughs> you remember when you and Pan were here. <gasps> it's the little dragon egg. There was the little tiny bronze dragonling that Pan had fed jerky and befriended. You never really saw him again after you and Pan left the cave. But this looks very similar to that little that little dragonling. And you remember it had a fondness for jerky. You are in possession of Pan's pack. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach into Pan's pack and, and find that jerky. Oh, some some and of the jerky. It's going to quickly flip its little head up. There's gonna be little bits of blood and intestine that splatter and hit you across the chest. Sure. And <laughs> it begins to sniff and smell. Um, looking for the jerky. You can find it. You can find the jerky. He had a lot of it. Hey, buddy. Want oh. some jerky? And then the little dragonling is going to hop out of the torso. Gross. Much like a kitten hops and plays around with a mouse. It's Double just going gross. to hop out, and it's going to, like, shake itself off like a <sighs> wet dog would. Um, there's going to be little droplets of blood and stuff, and it's going to jump uh, for the jerky. 
Um, unless you're going to take it away from it and be a dick and play like, ah, I'll give him the jerky. Okay. He's going to, he's going to eat it and, um, uh, it'll look at you and it'll look at the jerky and then it'll look at you and it'll look at the jerky and then it'll crawl up your arm into your hand, um, all around your body like a ferret would <laughs> with its little tiny dragon claws and little tiny baby wings and it's like it's looking for more jerky um it however cannot smell through your bag of holding um but it is actively looking for more jerky hey little buddy are you trapped in here or what do you live here and it stops uh, what language are you speaking draconic it stops and it looks at you and then it runs up to your arm onto your shoulder and gets really really close to your face and then looks for your ear hole, and it says in draconic that, uh, like baby draconic, what a what a baby would <laughs> no, speak baby like. Draconic. Uh, says, uh, yeah, I've been trapped here for a while. Uh, I've seen you before. Yeah, I was I was here before with my buddy Pan, the big guy with the jerky. Yeah, the big guy with the jerky. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I've been trapped in here for a while. They haven't been here. In ages. Oh, yeah. Pan gave him jerky and gold, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. They haven't been here in a while, huh? No. Quite. Probably, gosh, four full moons. Do you know, like, where the doors are to get out of here yes. or where their quarters are here? No. I know where the doors are. Ransack them? Okay. All right. Well, you know, show us show us those. Show, you know, help us out around here and, and we'll give you some more jerky. It'll cost you. We'll give you jerky and gold gold yeah that's what i wanted to hear i'll give you it's a-, a little tiny bronze dragon um you know that bronze dragons breathe what do bronze dragons breathe gold <laughs> they're like alchemists i want to say lightning is bronze dragon lightning i don't know i don't either i don't I didn't remember look that deep into it oh man i'm hella looking that deep into it i take out like five gold and give it to him it them yeah, bronze, bronze, breathe lightning. That's yeah, a little baby bronze dragon. And by baby, I mean probably like 30 or 40 years old. It just hasn't grown yet. Um, and then it snatches one of the gold pieces with this little tiny dragon claws and holds it really close to the chest. And he's like, I have more in my hoard. We got to take that. Take the hoard? Yes, my hoard. Yeah, do you have a way to transport it? I mean, No. I mean, I do if if Can you'd you like. Can you transport my hoard? Yeah, prob- yeah, absolutely. Promise not to steal it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. I offer him some baklava. I don't. I don't need your hoard. And then he looks and just sniffs. Need your help. And looks over, and doesn't appear too interested in baklava. No, that's okay. And I just, I just go to and eat what I offered him. <laughs> I just, I start eating him. Yeah. Follow me to my hoard. Sure. All right, so um, he skitters down your arm on his hind legs because he's holding one gold piece in his front legs with his little tiny dragon claws. Um, he goes off to a room. He goes out of the kitchen. He goes to the right, like back towards the hallway you guys came down. But before stopping at that hallway, um, he goes to a very small hole in the wall, like what would be a rat hole. And then he runs in, and then he's in there for maybe two or three minutes. And then he looks up at you, and he looks at the small little hole. He's like, can you can you be smaller? And you guys are hearing little roars and growls. <laughs> <laughs> and Martel is 
looking at the little baby dragon and he says in draconic, no, we can't get smaller. <laughs> We're not full-blooded dragon. And the little bronze dragon looks at Martell and looks at you and looks at Martell and he squints his eyes and he sticks his tongue out at him like, fuck you. <laughs> and then he scurries back into his horde or into the hole and then he slowly is coming out um one gold piece two gold piece three gold piece 27 gold piece one diamond one sapphire three emerald um two more diamonds uh some parchment paper that's got some uh, gold writing on it looks like As, elvish. I, okay, is this okay? I, I I'm seeing the little dragonette going in and out, right? Yeah, he's this. adorable. Like, I fucking love him. Um, <laughs> is this is this hole like big enough for me to like stick my hand in? Yes, you could absolutely stick your okay. arm. Okay, I just like it's like a New York rat hole. It's like it's big. Okay, I get down and I kind of look at the dragonette. And I kind of put my finger up, like, hold on a second. Because I don't speak draconic. Right. But I'm like, hold on. She says, hold on, Martell says <laughs> to the dragon. And then he looks at you and Martell. He's, what's she doing? And I get down. I don't and know. Stick my hand into the hole. She's playing with fire, and I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> and I try to just like grab as much stuff as I can. And he like, goes to try to bite your arm with his little tiny dragon mouth. Stop! I'm helping you! <laughs> God's damn. Oh. Oh, she's helping. Chirps and roars and draconic, and then he stops biting it. It doesn't pierce skin. It doesn't hurt. Like he wasn't actively trying right. to do damage. He's so. just like, "What the hell are you doing with my horde?" Type of moment. No, I'm just like trying to just scoop. Oh, it. okay. So Neath successfully scoops out a pile of gemstones and gold and silver and copper coins, and then he runs back in one more time and looks around and he pops back out and he looks at you and he nods. <laughs> it's empty. That's my whole horde. Okay, we'll put that in the, I've got this neat little bag. We'll just stick that no, in there. No, don't put it in there. <clears throat> okay, we'll put it somewhere else. And Martel gets out a little money bag, for, little for him, medium-sized money bag, and he throws it in your direction, and it hits the ground right in front of the horde, and he says, that should hold That should hold all of it. And the dragon looks at it, and he opens it up like he scurries, and then he gets inside the bag and he spins around, like <laughs> opening it up. And he looks at you. He says, "This will be big enough." Okay, I scoop the stu- the the hoard into the bag. And it's really weird. <clears throat> this bag doesn't look like it should fit and hold all of that, but it does. It Maybe looks it's a like order bag of holding. <laughs> it looks uh, it looks like it could hold a whole lot more. And then Martel turns around and grumbles took me forever to find that thing it's a wallet of holding it's a wallet of holding. <laughs> it's a wallet nice. of holding um yeah so um the little dragon being magically attuned knows that this is a wallet of holding i mean that doesn't exist in the game but i just made it happen for the game just it. to accommodate his it. little horde uh and then he comes back out and he exhales <sighs> because there's no air in there it's a little pocket dimension and he's like this will do and then he gets up on his hind legs and he ties it up and he says, hold it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I take it from him. 
And then as you reach down to take the bag, he scurries up your arm and gets on your shoulder and he says, all right, I will lead us the way out. Man, Ari's so lucky. He gets like a little baby dragon and he's got a girlfriend. (laughs) And like, worry, Neith would have struck gold tonight if we would have been able to play the real game. It would have been awesome for you. So uh, then he's like, I'm really excited. Um, go ahead and follow that hallway out. There are three traps. Do not step on the cobblestone. Do not step on the pressure plate and watch out for the spikes that are tipped with deadly, toxic, necrotic poison. Do you have anybody that can disarm traps? Neith, can you disarm traps? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me see. Wh- where's a trap? There's three traps down this hallway we're going to go through. And as you put your arm out, out, he runs off of your arm and leaps off of your palm. He flutters his little wings and he lands on your shoulder. And then, uh, much like a pointer dog, he elongates his neck and points his <laughs> nose. Um, really and <laughs> one little, like, curled little dragon claw at um, a spot in the wall. Um, upon closer inspection... You know that this is a uh, trigger device, and by disarming it, you could probably disarm all three of the traps. It is, however, quite intricate. So um, be very, very careful. If you do it from here and you don't disarm it, the traps will go off, but you guys are all safely back. So you can A, disarm the traps, or B, trigger them and just let them all go off and just watch the fireworks. Um, I'm going to give you guys a choice. I can set off the trap and we we should be okay all the way back here and just, just let it go off and do its thing. Or I can try to disarm it. I say we just set off the trap. Cause if you and try then to- the little dragon jumps off of your shoulder. Um, he leaps like a flying squirrel with his arms and his legs out <laughs> and flutters his little wings and lands on your shoulder. Nice. Yeah, set him off. Yeah, because if you go to disarm it, you could... And if you fail, then you could set it off and then you can Is it within yourself. like a short sword distance from me? How far away is you it? You can see the mechanism. You know that you can get in there with your thieves tools and trigger the mechanism and then the trap oh, will okay. go off. It doesn't I go do it's that. not gonna require anything special. Okay. So you do that? I I take my thieves tools and Sweet. So set it off. You hear a thunk, tick, 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 tick. And the little pressure plate he warned you about begins to shake and rumble. And then spikes protrude from the floor. They come up through the stone. And then the floor quickly rises and slams into the ceiling. If somebody was on that, they would be impaled one and then crushed second. And then it comes back down. There are now holes in the ceiling where the um, spikes had impaled the ceiling. And it comes back and settles. It is now just um, a loose piece of floor with the spine still sticking up sure um after that if you were tumbly and dexterous enough and you avoided that one there is a loud shinking sound as um four spears uh from the left and the right so a total of eight um come out and interlock like chink like uh if somebody had tumbled off of the first trap um and then turn to be like oh god that was great the the, the spears would come out and impaled them all the way up and down their body vertically. And they just stay there. They stay stuck. It doesn't look like they're going to retract back in. And then had you escaped that, if you were dexterous enough to not get impaled, there is a loud thud as a piece of the ceiling falls, 
down on the ground and you hear a very loud hissing as green gas quickly juts from the ceiling into like this big like reverse mushroom cloud as it comes down and expands <sighs> through the floor. Yeah, exactly, just like that. Yeah, the whoosh and begins to filter back up. This is the very deadly, very poisonous necrotic gas that he told you about. It actually begins to singe the stone around it as pieces of stone begin to like corrode slag you are super familiar with what this looks like when you cast blight on somebody mm. it looks like this gas does the same thing in a more wide open area it's not nearly as concise as your blight is mm. it's just like anybody in and it looks like a nice 20 foot radius in this gas would suffer blight damage and it slowly begins to just disseminate through the hallway it will eventually come back out to you guys, but it, it's dispersed, so it's airized. It's not like if you were in the blast, you would suffer from it, but you guys are just around it, so you won't have any effects from it. Sweet. And then the little dragon says, now we're safe to go out through the doors. Should lead us into the woods. Cool. Let's... I could have taken that. <laughs> yeah, you'd have been great. <laughs> and that'll do us this evening for this episode of Someone Play. Listen Next week, as a party begins their search for the dra Dragonborn Warlock and Necromancer Terrors of the Eris and Enyo. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Some Would Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewouldplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Some Would Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Jenna is at Jenna Toll. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.